Hi, I'm a Ross. And I'm a Wizzy. Boy, gee willikers, I sure do love My Little Pony. It's okay, in the written form. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you didn't like reading. I think reading is a sin. Wizzy, surely you can't be serious. No, seriously. I believe reading is an act against God. No, I mean about My Little Pony. Oh. Well, don't get me wrong. My Little Pony is fine and all. But there's just so many other things I could be doing. Name one thing you could be doing. Reading. Okay, well, name five more things you could be doing. Eating. Sleeping. Drinking. Not watching My Little Pony. Exercising. Okay, well, name eight more things. Socializing, playing with my Legos, contacting the dead, celebrating President's Day, establishing a colony on Mars, baking, being gay, reading My Little Pony fanfiction. Wait, what? Ross and Wizzy's Fanfiction Power Hour. Every week on wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Monday show. Sorry, it's a little late, but I'm just recording. I'm actually recording it on Monday. Very rare I do that. I usually record it like... Uh, take a swig real quick. Yeah, I usually record like two or three days in advance. Um, but just... Busy, 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 busy. So anyways, let's get to this. We have Shang-Chi this week. We have All Out this week. We have a busy week in entertainment. Looking forward to it. Really excited for it. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. So let's start with just something we don't usually talk about. The NWA. They had a hell of a weekend with their first ever all-women's pay-per-view, which I did not watch it. But from everything I've been told, it came off very well. Um... Fans of NWA really enjoyed it. And so, you know what? Congrats to them. But then it concluded with another title reign coming to an end. Nick Aldis' thousand-day reign came to over over a thousand days. Came to an end thanks to Trevor Murdoch. I was surprised the person that they put over. (laughs) I thought it was going to be someone younger. But, man, um, congratulations to Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, the entire NWA I just want to acknowledge it because I think I got a chance to make Nick Aldis a couple years ago and he was walking around with that 10 pounds of gold and he just looked good with it. You know, he he fit the role very well. He handled the traveling championship very well until obviously the pandemic It hit really hard, but man, I think he did great, you know, and I am super excited to see what NWA has in store for their fan base and for the future of uh, their company. I'm super excited about that. Um, So salute to them and let's get to these all out predictions. So all out is is this Sunday and um, one second guys, I have someone actually texting me right now who I normally wouldn't respond back to, but I've been waiting for them to respond back. And, uh, it's just, I gotta make sure I'm on the same page with these people. So, sorry about this, but very unprofessional, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> but anyways, let's get these all predictions, my thoughts on it. I, it, it looks like, it looks like it's going to be a really strong show. I'm only not looking forward to maybe two matches on the card, and I'll get to that later. Um, 
But overall, I'm. This is their WrestleMania. This is their biggest show of the year. I cannot imagine it will not deliver, especially with reports that Brian Danielson now is going to be returning <clears throat> or debuting um, due to concerns that New York may cut the capacity or whatever they may do at Arthur Ashe. They don't want to ruin that moment and they want to actually have a real moment in front of fans. And we're not shutting down, but I could see them saying, hey, just in case New York says, yo, let's get them from 17,000 17, to 12,000. It would make a big deal. So I understand. I don't know how you debut them. No clue how you do that. I have no idea whatsoever. Um, I would just make a prediction now that I do not even uh, uh, agree with. In one, I do not even uh, think it's going to happen this way. But the only way I think it could happen is if he debuts with a run-in in the Kenny Omega cage match at the end of it. I don't know why, but I just wanted to say something like that because I just just don't know how you debut him. I just don't know. Arthur Ashe is perfect, but here I don't know. And this report's true. Anyways, let's get to the world title match, which will not be main eventing, obviously. But you have Kenny Omega return match against Christian Cage. This time is for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Um, and there's no way Omega loses twice. You know, that was a huge win for Christian. Obviously, he needed to get the belt off of Omega uh, for impact reasonings. And, um, and, and I'm sure Christian is the guy that can you kind of take a little pressure off Omega he's been running hard for almost a year doing these different shows and everything like that. He's been a true workhorse. So you had to make that move. Um, but this move you don't have to make. Christian will take his first L in AEW and he will lose to Kenny Omega. And it could be by hook or by crook, crook but um, I just don't see him switching that belt. And I get the hangman had to... Uh, uh, I get the hangman backed out due to, but yeah, that's real life stuff. He wants to see the birth of his kid. Like no one could fault him for that. I still feel like that belt needs to go to hangman first. It would be so much more to go to hangman than it would to Christian or anyone else, you know? So I, I think this is where Craig Christian takes his first L in AEW, which is fine. He has another world title run still ahead of him. He still has to represent impact. So he, his focus may be going there for a while. So that's my prediction there. Omega retains, Darby Allen versus CM Punk, which is which was obviously main event. Obviously, Punk will win this match. I think it's going to be a good match. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely curious to see how Punk looks. He's obviously in fantastic shape. Um, but I'm genuinely curious to see how he looks after seven years. Now, Darby is, to me, the right opponent. So, this is going to be fun. This does not hurt Darby at all. Um... These, this will be one of those moments where they wrestle, they hug after. Um, this will be fun, though. This will be fun to watch. Also, I was surprised that the Lucha Brothers won the Eliminator Tournament. Now they get the Young Bucks in the Steel Cage. I thought they, this would be the Jurassic Express defining moment. This has to be where you put the back of the belts on Lucha Brothers, right? You have to put... The Bucks have had those belts for, for so long now. Not a year yet, but they've had a long enough run. It's time now 
to, to if it's not Jurassic Express, why not the Lucha Brothers? You have to put those belts on them right now. The Lucha Brothers, to me, I think the Lucha Brothers, Omega, people, Pac, people like that have been very patient in, a, in, a, in AEW because they have so much freedom, you know, and all this other stuff. But you have to put these belts on Lucha Brothers now. You have to. I can only imagine the spots we're going to see from these four crazy people. But I'm looking forward to it. And I, I'm predicting Lucha Brothers win the tag team titles at all out. Andrade versus Pac. I love me some Pac, but I think Andrade's, Andrade's got to take this win. He's got to take this win. Uh, I, I see a few matches in their future, but I think the first one goes to Andrade. Paul White debuts in AEW in the ring for the first time against QT Marshall. This is the first match I can care less about. Paul White's going to win. Nothing else to be said. Chris Jericho versus MJF, final match, the fourth match. MJF had a Jera Blow shirt on, as it said, Jera Blow 0, MJF 3, mocking what Jericho did back in the day of Jericho 2, Goldberg 0. But if Jericho loses, his career is over. We just saw this with Roman Reigns. Jericho's not losing the third, a fourth time. Um, he will get his win, and then these two will move away from one another as MJF has a higher trajectory going on right now. But this is the second match I can care less about. I just don't. Britt Baker defends the Women's Championship against Chris Statlander. Britt Baker is so freaking hot. She's now had Jamie Hayter to her, uh, her group with her and Rebel. And Tony Schiavone is a satellite member, let's be real. I, I, like, I like Chris Statlander. Uh, she's not winning this belt, though. Um, the only person I think that can take some of these cheers that Britt Baker's been getting away from her is Thunder Rosa, and we're not there yet. We're so far from that match. So when we get that match, that needs to be a title change. <clears throat> Anyways, I have Britt Baker retaining. John Moxley versus Kojima. And I'm looking forward to this match. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was reported that it was supposed to be Tanahashi, but apparently those it was always supposed to be Kojima, but they're cutting those promos from Tanahashi because they're they're building a match later in the future, which is going to be a fantastic match either way. But I'm going to go with Moxley here um, to win this match. Um, another... Hold on one second, guys. Oh. Sorry, I usually close my door and someone was at my door talking to me. <laughs> a lot going on in this episode. So sorry about this, guys. Um... But uh, looking forward to that. I have Moxley winning, but the Forbidden Door is going to be wide open. Um, and also, finally, the TNT Championship will be on the line. Miro defends against Eddie Kingston. Miro's going to win. I think this will be a, a horse fight, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, but I think it's going to be a good show. Like I said, even the matches I don't care about, it's whatever. It's two matches out of ten. But we have I have Miro being Kingston, Moxley being Kojima, Baker being Statlander, Chris Jericho being MJF, Paul White defeating QT Marshall, Andrade defeating Pac, Lucha Brothers getting their first taste of gold in AEW, CM Punk defeating Darby Allin, and Omega retaining against Christian Cage. And finally, we're going to get to this. Now, let's get to our last. The only thing, is, the only thing I want to talk about WWE is, um, and by the way, the reason why, if you guys actually look at the time, I don't know, it's still long I've been recording. 
Yeah, that could be a long show. I'm actually in the middle of a marathon right now. I've recorded three shows in a row um, this week, for this week. Um, so I'm actually like, and I'm just getting my voice back. So I didn't want to miss shows. Excuse me. Because I was like, ah. You know, it's just, it just, everything just builds up, you know. I want to get, uh, people want my thoughts, I want to get my thoughts out, so. Um, apparently, Becky Lynch acts to come back as a heel. Um, a lot of people are saying this is a terrible idea. I agree, but apparently she was inspired by Roman Reigns' heel turn, which, how can you not be? It's gone over so well. Um, but I, I, I'm taking this as a TBD. I'm taking this as a TBD. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad idea yet. We'll wait to see. Um, I will say this. They need new, new women on Friday nights. Because if Zelina Vega comes out one more time for a championship match when she has not even won a toothbrush contest since she's been back, it's just comical at this point. Um, Reigns and Finn Balor will wrestle for the Universal Championship this Friday night. I'm looking so forward to that. Um, it's also reported that apparently Universal is pissed with WWE because WWE gave Fox Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar, and apparently Fox is mad at WWE. It's like I, I saw this great headline, and I didn't I didn't watch the video, and so um, someone asked the question: Does AEW serve too many masters? Of course they do, but so does WWE. I'm looking like they have to go where the programming is. They have to go. If you look at um, the stories they can tell, they can still tell the Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley story without a shadow of a doubt. But they still have this great story with Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns. And they just kept feeding into that. Where this week, Paul Heyman was like, my tribal chief, it's a family celebration. And Roman's like, but your family, Paul, and I love you. You know, and like you see stuff like that where Roman's clearly seeing where, how how Paul is moving, and Paul's like, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm still loyal to you, and blah blah blah. And I'm curious to know where they go with this because I don't think you should break up because Paul and Brock never broke up. But what do you do? You know, this is gonna when they do have that match, it's gonna be intense just seeing the camera on Paul Heyman. You know, it's not going to be a good match. <laughs> but Paul Heyman will help elevate the match. Um, so it's, it's it's very interesting. Like To me, that's a more intriguing story right now. You can get a match or two from Brock and, and, and Bobby, but Bobby's not done with Goldberg, which I'm not saying they need to finish that story. I'm just saying in WWE's world, it's not finished. There you go. Don't yell at me. So um, anyways... Uh, I'm 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 just so interested interested to see where this goes because I don't think they should be having him turn on on Reigns. I really don't. If you have him turn on Reigns, why would you have him turn on Reigns just to give Brock the Universal title again? Supposedly Universal supposedly excuse me Brock Lesnar's contract is for a year and a half, eight matches. I I just don't think it's a good idea to put any Brock no longer needs the world title. He can win matches still. But he doesn't need to be in the world title picture. I mean, he doesn't. He can be, but he doesn't need it. We've seen Brock, unlike Goldberg, be in programs that didn't involve world championships. When he beefed with Triple H, that there was never a world championship on the line. Punk 
a great match, not a world title match. Like, we've seen this already from Brock, so we know he doesn't actually need it. Um, so, um, it's just one of those things where it's just like super interesting to go to go off of and see where they go. Um, I'm excited for it. You know, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm going to check out the, the Universal Time Match between Finn. And Finn made some interesting comments. He said, I'll deal with Cena when I get to it. That's a match I'm down for watching. And with Finn going over, I am super excited. That could set up potentially their next feud for Cena when he comes back. And I'm excited for that. So, anyways, that is the show. It's more of a condensed show. I just gave some quick thoughts. Um, but you have a, a week's worth of content here that I just recorded in like the last hour and a half. So, enjoy. That is your Monday show. I am just a little chemical. This is, I see things a little differently. I'm out.